Yo, welcome back. You read that title, you already know what time it is. It's Power, Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 1, Episode 4. Nah, we left off um, on Episode 3. Rock tipped off Detective Malcolm about um, Unique's drug pickup and everything. He busted them. Unique's corners was dry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what? Y'all saw the episode. If not, review is back there. Let me uh, play this intro music so we can get the people who haven't seen this episode yet some time to get on that because spoilers. And then we're just going to go ahead and jump into episode four because it's time. <laughs> Yeah, so episode four, like I said, we're coming off of um, the heels of Detective Malcolm busting up Unique's drug, you know, pick up, drop off, whatever from the plug. So we start this episode with Unique, uh, his situation again, narrated by 50 Cent. Apparently, this dude that he's chasing is Unique's like day one best friend. Listening to the shit he's saying to this man. It's obvious he's under the impression that because he was getting high or whatever, like, that's what caused his drugs to get hit by the cops as he was on that pipe not doing his job. And if I if I recall, I'm not sure. I think that was the dude that yelled five oh, he was smoking, but I don't think it was like cracking. I think it was like a cigarette. Either way, I could be wrong. Y'all can watch the episode, let me know. He ended up torturing this dude though and eventually kills him, right? Which, you know what I'm saying, that's fucked up. Because according to 50 Cent's narration, like, this is day one nigga. So, the fact that he had to put a bullet in him, you can already tell, you know, he's starting to get a little paranoid behind, you know, his operation falling apart. Because we know it wasn't um, the dude's fault that the shit got hit. Because we, we seen Rock, you know, she bought the information from the connects bodyguard and she passed it along to the detective and that's how they got caught so he just killed this man for no reason but i guess you do what you do when you're a drug dealer <laughs> anyway we cut over to canaan rock and symphony um canaan you know he in the kitchen chefing it up making his best pot of spaghetti and walks rock and symphony Coming from a date, they trying to play like they just saying eight. <laughs> Obviously, Kane is not dumb. He's like, nah, y'all niggas just eight. It is what it is. But, you know, Symphony trying to be a good sport. He understand, you know, damn, they supposed to have mom and son time. I came through, kind of fucked that up. Let me just try to be cool. Compliments, everything like that. Kane ain't having it. <laughs> he egging his mom. She trying to get him straight. He ain't having it. Now, see... In this clip, Rock knew she fucked up. You know what I'm saying? She should have just apologized. <laughs> now, we're going to get to something like an apology later on in the episode. But in this moment, you know what I'm saying? You knew. And she said that. She admitted it. But I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? He obviously upset. So just apologize to the boy. We cut over to Jukebox and Nicole. You know what I'm saying? They fully in love with each other and all of that. Puppy love, whatever you want to call it. They having a whole down low lesbian thing going on i get the impression that nicole's parents are definitely not gonna be feeling it whenever they finally do get caught and <laughs> nicole's parents realize that her black friend is really her lady <laughs> but you know kids having a 
fun. I don't even, yeah, they in high school, so, you know, do what y'all do. We cut back over to Marvin, though, and he and his white queen, they smashing it out. You know what I'm saying? Great visuals. They having a moment, orgasm, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, Tony is the name of this lady. I always just keep calling her the white lady, but her name is, <laughs> her name is Tony. So she's trying to cuddle up with Marvin or whatever. I, you know, he started tripping, you know, coming with some misogyny, had a little homophobic remark. You know, he just flipping on some macho male bullshit all because he liked this lady. He likes Tony. And, you know, I guess he supposed to be Playboy or something, even though we ain't never seen him with no other ladies. I don't know. I don't know why he just fighting his feelings for this lady. But that was what that whole flip out was about. It was crazy, though, because Marvin with these one-liners, bro, <laughs> he, he, he's the comedy, the comedic relief of the show I'm seeing right now. And um, <laughs> because he took the dog back. <laughs> now, obviously, like, he was using a good-ass excuse now. Like, bitch, you ain't fed the dog in, a, in over 24 hours, but you ate. Oh, I ran out of food, but you stopped, made sure you got you some food like that. Come on now. And, you know, he, he was right for tripping like that. <laughs> but we all know he was just doing that shit to cover up his feelings for this girl. And it's crazy because, like, at first, when I'm, like, first seeing it or whatever, I was like, damn, he acting dumb, bro. Like, what the fuck is wrong with cuddling? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just fucked this lady. Like, you mean to tell me? You don't feel like at least laying in the bed with the bit like what I don't know. But I had to think about it. Like we talking about it's like the nineteen nineties, this is time period. Like, yes, of course men was still like <laughs> super misogynistic and homophobic and just afraid to like address their feelings for women, especially when they falling hard. So, you know, I get it. We act in the times, but that shit was crazy. I'm like, really? I'm looking at her. I'm the same way. Like, all right, nah, you know, made me be on this lady's side. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> Talking about what brothers, you know, I'll be cuddling these hoes. I mean, <laughs> I'll be cuddling the women. Let's move on. Because <laughs> I'm saying all this to say Marvin need to stop tripping. And he know he going to go back to his lady. I guess they called himself breaking up. Or he called himself breaking up with her. But he know he finna go back to Tony. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. You, you going back, bro. But we cut back to Unique. He is, like, having the same issue, <laughs> which I thought was funny. He having the same issue that Rock had last time. Like, oh, shit. The connect is telling us, like, we ain't going to be able to re-up because you got hit by the cops. Obviously, you know what I'm saying, Unique being the <laughs> drug dealer that he is, <laughs> he's just like, man, we're going to continue to sell whatever we got left, we just gonna stretch it out. <laughs> if it's BAP, oh well, we finna brand it looking like something else. And then we get back up, we gonna change the color again. If people gonna start coming back, he business minded, you know what I'm saying? He got his shit together, he knew what he was doing. But he ends up saying, like, he knows that Rock has something to do with the operation get hit. So then I'm thinking, like, okay, so. I don't think he just had that feeling. I think he kind of knew that, but he blamed his friend anyway because it's supposed to be his job to look out for cops or whatever. I don't know. I think he just killed his friend 
to like show these niggas like do not cross me because it could be any one of y'all he started talking like that too when he was explaining that shit like any one of y'all could get it bro like stop fucking playing with me do what i say but i feel like him killing his friend was like to do that to like make that shit more what's the word make that more of a I don't know to like crease his muscle or something. You know what I'm saying? Like make it more sturdy. <laughs> like you saw what I just did to my best friend. Like it could be either one of y'all don't play with me. And I mean, I get that. You want your, he want his crew to fear him and respect him at the same time, I guess. But respect don't usually work out like that. Either way, I feel like it was pointless for him to kill his friend. If he knew Rock was involved, like you should let that man live and you should do what you need to do to get at Rock. But can't tell this man how to run his shit. <laughs> Speaking of rock, we pull back up on her and Kanan, you know, having a little argument or whatever. <laughs> She's mad because this nigga had an attitude, rightfully so, I guess. I guess not. Because she said she knew and it was her fault that they ended up going out because she accepted Symphony's offer. But she upset about that. Telling this nigga like you need to work about your school because your shit is slipping and I don't like that. So I'm putting you in night school. So not only <laughs> not only is Kanan not getting a proper apology for his mom messing up the mother son time, but now this nigga gotta go to night school because his grades fucking up. <laughs> we cut over to famous though, and he is in the studio, you know, having his first session with Crown Camacho. Big thanks to Jessica for making that shit happen. You know, she right there doing what she need to do, talking her brother up to this man so, you know, they can get their shot. Lou pulls up, though, you know, to drop some product. Apparently, Camacho's a heavy user of the white stuff. <laughs> so he dropping him some. And um, obviously, you can tell by the look on his face, he ain't know Jessica was going to be there. That surprise, she, you know, that surprise pop-up, she just, get, she gave, you know, that look like, oh, man, you know, this nigga was going to come here today. Yeah, so he pulls her outside, obviously, like, man, what you doing? What's going on? Why are you over here with this nigga? Like, what you, you know, you my lady, like, what's up? She basically tell him, like, look, man, famous is my little brother. Your big sister helped you. You know, get some shit off the ground. I'm trying to help him get some shit off the ground. I know I told you I had your back with the music and everything, but I'm not gonna wait on you. I'm gonna support you when you're ready to do that. But until then, you know, so I gotta look out for me and mine. And he actually respect that, and I like that because, like, oh, I hate when dudes, you know, what I'm saying they pull up and they see their uh, partners in situations that might not look very you know, clean or whatever, like, and they just start tripping and acting like extra possessive and jealous and stuff. I like that he pulled up to the side, spoke to her about it. She spoke her piece. He spoke his piece and they came to a mutual understanding. Like, I feel like that's what real partnership, real teamwork supposed to look like. Like, we ain't finna, I'm not finna show up and embarrass both of us. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk. Figure out what you, what, you, what you going, what you what you got going on. Oh, okay, so you're trying to work this or whatever. I can respect that. Please be careful. You know what I'm saying? I'm a phone call away, you know. Make sure this nigga respecting you. Other than that, get that bag. I fuck with stuff like that. We back to rock, though. She is at the new stash spot in the back of the little bodega shop. 
setting shit up, you know, reinforced doors. I guess cameras is ready to go. And, you know, Ann walks Lou and Marvin. She introduces <laughs> she introduces the crew to the new employee. Then the new employee being the shop owner. <laughs> and um of course Marvin walk in with LT. <laughs> just as happy as he want to be be around some food <laughs> and look like shit coming together and she's ready to move everything in so that's the orders to marvin we cut back over to canaan though and he's with davina you know what i'm saying they catching up he telling her about you know his mom and symphony at the dinner um davina kind of drop a dark bomb but not <laughs> i don't know it didn't feel fucked up but it was fucked up uh, her mom is apparently missing <laughs> and she's been taking care of her baby sister um while they're walking and you know catching up or whatever unique and one of his boys see them or whatever and then this was crazy because he was like damn he the nigga kissed her i said the same thing i didn't know they had progressed that much <laughs> in between episode three and four i thought it was still you know well, they did kiss in episode three, but I ain't know they was in the public with it. Now I thought it was just on the low until you know we ready to be out. But I guess they ready. Um, but that kiss like signaled to Unique and this boy, yeah, we need to press her because you know that's Roxanne. So they do. She can ask her, you know. At first, she's like, we ain't got no information. He don't tell me nothing. He don't. She wasn't lying. Um, but he's crafty you know what i'm saying <laughs> this nigga uh unique he knows you know her mom is on drugs at least he say he do like he said where her mom was at and he could help her get clean all of the shit but niggas lie so i wouldn't have took that at face value but davina did and you know she told him about the love crack house looking spot that she saw Kanan at the one time when he ran outside trying to be fresh when his mama told him as to stay in those. <laughs> but this is this is why. Cause now Unique knows and he's off. While that's happening, we cut back over to Kanan and his crew. They at the arcade, you know what I'm saying, playing some video games or some little store that got <laughs> a couple pinball machines in it. Uh, famous is excited, you know what I'm saying? He's telling them, I've been in the studio with Crown Camacho. He's trying to get um, Jukebox on board. Maybe she can put something together before the showcase. She's pissed. She just kind of ran off or whatever. And Kanan kind of let us know, like, yeah, bro, she's been trying to book that same gig, you know what I'm saying? That's why she's boosting. She's raising money so she can put it towards her music career. And you just, like, already there off of what? Like, how did this happen? Of course, that's not Famous's fault. But that'll be explained later in the episode. We go back to Marvin or whatever. He need help <laughs> moving the stash house from the little, you know, dope house to the back of the bodega. So he pull up on Scrap, but Scrap got a stomach virus, a uh, food poisoning. He ain't going nowhere. He was very clear about that. That's <laughs> I'm leaking. It's not happening. I don't give a fuck about no toilets, nowhere. I'm staying at my house. So. That kind of uh, forces Marvin to recruit Kanan instead. He's supposed to be getting ready to go to night school. He told him, we'll be done before then. Your mama won't find out. You need to start putting in the work, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, we cut over to Rock, and she just basically bought two apartment units at a project building. And, you know, I have a 
sneaky suspicion what those rooms are going to be used for. <laughs> but, um, yeah, still making moves. We cut back to Jukebox, and she done pulled up on Lou. <laughs> and she pressing him, like, how you get famous in the studio before me? Lou had to tell Jukebox, like, hey, you know, his sister did that. I can't help you. You know your daddy would trip if I even tried to give you a dollar for the motherfucking candle lady. Like, I can't. And, you know, Juke, being the hustler she is, she's like, you know, I don't want no money or, you know, no, you know, walk in the door. If you had a hookup, a connect or whatever, that's different. But I ain't trying to take no bread from you. They ain't no good terms. But this whole showcase thing that's getting ready to happen, famous getting his opportunity in the studio, that motivates you, you know, to try to make some more money. So she calls them same dudes that was boosting with her episode before, episode two. One of the episodes before y'all know she called her boosting gang, <laughs> but they tripping. They ain't trying to do it or whatever, but she need the money because she want to get this shit together for the showcase. So she goes to hit that lick by herself. <laughs> she almost got away too, but that same security guard that she saved, that she stopped from having that other dumbass boy beat his head in after they got caught. He was like, you save me, so I'm looking out for you this one time, but I'm going to catch your ass next. If I catch your ass next time, I ain't going to let you go. That's it. <laughs> I respect it. He let her keep the jacket. You know what I'm saying? Everything is fair game at this point because she did save him last time. We cut back over to um, Marvin and Kanan, though. They at the trap house packing everything up to move it. But they don't know that Unique is outside watching them. So he already done pulled up based on Davina's um, information. And he casing the place. Marvin has to leave, though. He got his trunk full. He's like, I'm finna go drop some of this shit off. I'll be back in 20 minutes. Be done packing. In the meantime, we go back over to Jukebox and Nicole. Their relationship is developing more. You know what I'm saying? She's explaining some things to her. Um, even a story about Ralph Lauren, otherwise known or formerly known as Ralph Lipschitz. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she explains the importance of polo to the Bronx or is it Brooklyn or Queens? One of the New York boroughs. I apologize, New York, because I'm not from there. But y'all seen the episode. If not, watch it after this review. <laughs> because... That whole story about Ralph Lauren and his tie to New York and why they like that's that uh why Polo was so important during that time period that's actually pretty dope. But jukebox being let go by the security guard and her talk with Nicole kinda inspires her to like stop boosting. So she try to give <laughs> Nicole a jacket as like a love offering or whatever. And in return, Nicole was like, let me take your virginity real quick. <laughs> yeah, they have a little sex scene or whatever. Not graphic, you know what I'm saying? Because these are supposed to be kids. And it is what it is. <laughs> we cut back over to the stash house, though. Kanan is getting jacked by Unique and his boys. Marvin roll up, though, and he see what the fuck going down. So he done rammed this car into the back of the van Start, you know, saying shooting through the front window. Any try to go out the side. I mean, I guess the front end of his car already smashed in, so fuck that windshield. But, but I just noticed that the van ends up getting away. 
Marvin walks inside the trap house. Kane is being held at gunpoint by one of unique slackies. Marvin, with some quick thinking or whatever, get him to drop his guard for a second, kill him, pull the mask back. That's one of unique's boy. Now, when he killed the dude, he fell on top of Kane. So his whole face, blood, shirt, blood splattered all over it. So, <clears throat> the boy need a shower. Instead of taking a shower, though, <laughs> because apparently he's late for night school because of the shit he just had to do for Marvin because Marvin just couldn't let the boy <laughs> stay away like his mama said. Um, Kanan snuck in the house, and he just changed out the bloody clothes. I'm assuming he washed his face. He ain't really seen like he had blood on his face when he walked in the door. So, maybe he got that shit off at the trap house. But... He changed out of the bloody clothes. Um, Rock goes to drop him off at night school. You know, have a little heart to heart with him before he get out. She tell him, like, I want you to like Symphony and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I like him. I really like him if you like him. Basically, he said, give me some time, my God damn. <laughs> but um, Kaden makes it to night class only to find out, boom, Symphony is going to be his teacher for this night class. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rock is back at the crib, you know what I'm saying? She getting laundry together. She going to Kanan's room, find the fucking bloody shirt because all he did was stick it underneath the bed. Like, come on, our parents know, <laughs> especially boys, it's going to be a little laundry under the bed. Why he just decided to stick it under the bed instead of throw it in the garbage or throw it outside or not even wear it in the house? Man, had a jacket on when he walked in the house. I would have took that shirt off, zipped that jacket all the way up, but... I guess Kanan thinking on his feet, you know, he a little nervous. He ain't never had nobody else blood on him before. Oh, so, I don't know, but she found the shit, and obviously her, you know, parenting wheels and everything got turned in her brain, and she's wondering what her son's into. And that's where our episode ends. Um, I thought it was a good episode. This is more of a filler episode. It's just my opinion, right? I think it's more of a filler episode. Fillers are pretty much like this. They could be unnecessary or they could be necessary. This particular filler is necessary. It's a character building type of situation where everything that's happening is in, in this episode is pushing the story forward. Now, I say it's a filler and not just like a regular episode because it wasn't very much action um, the stories didn't progress that much. Like, you know, I couldn't even tell if it was maybe two days or a day after Unique's, like, you know, drug bust or whatever. Like, the story didn't progress, like, a whole lot. Wasn't a whole lot of action in it, but we got some great character-developed moments uh, between, like, Rock and Symphony, between um, Tony and Marvin, even though that shit <laughs> went left, it still was some good character development between the two of them. Obviously, he's not going to stop fucking that lady, and it's cool, because Tony, she seemed to be cool, bro. Like, I don't know why he just won't let his feelings be his feelings, but whatever. Davina and Kanan also progressed. Um, like I said, that kiss kind of took me off guard a little bit. Unique. He's starting to spiral more into like a strong orange drug dealer than the cool nigga that we got introduced to in the first episode. Famous and um, his whole situation with Jessica, his sister, and Camacho. Like, 
the story progressed in like very meaningful but small ways and then on top of that we didn't have any of detective malcolm in this in this episode like he just had this big drug bust or whatever um we found out in the last episode that he got cancer or leukemia i'm not sure if there's like a different it is because different words he has leukemia um and we didn't get to see any of that in this episode so i'm assuming in next episode that's what we're gonna you know do we're gonna be uh following more of detective malcolm in this whole situation and the cliffhanger at the end is probably gonna send rock <laughs> into mom mode <laughs> like crazy and uh we're gonna start to see her finally figure out that canaan has been quote unquote working for home alone when he's been telling her well she's been telling him not to so i don't know either way i'm interested in the next episode that cliffhanger was dope i really felt like <laughs> I'm like, damn, he just threw the clothes underneath the bed. I feel like she was going to find that shit anyway. He was, she be in his room <laughs> when he's not there all the time. Like, I think last episode, her and Jukebox had a little heart-to-heart in the room. Like, I knew she was going to find that shit. I just want to see how she's going to address it. Um, I want to see what's going to happen when Marvin has to tell Rock what happened with Unique and how they hit the drug spotlight. Like, this episode set up some good um continuations for each like main character storyline so i'm interested to see what's gonna happen is jukebox gonna have enough money or find her way into this showcase with famous or against famous i don't know like what we gonna do davina's mom is out in the street she might be coked up somewhere or cracked out somewhere we don't know a lot of questions but we'll find out what happens on episode five Y'all can catch me on episode five because I'm going to review that shit too. <laughs> but that's all for this episode. Um, hit me up, Brian Sav, B-R-I-A-N-S-A-P-P-H, on Twitter, Instagram. You might be able to find me on Facebook, but probably have better luck on YouTube. <laughs> um, make sure you liking, subscribing, um, rating the podcast, wherever you listen. I appreciate all of it. Make sure you get in the comments wherever you find this. So we can have a conversation. Shout out to y'all over on YouTube. People on YouTube, they've been chatting me up. We've been having some cool conversation about this show. Um, continue. I like talking to y'all. I'll catch y'all on the next one, though. Episode 5. <laughs>